Hey guys, welcome back and welcome to episode 16. 16, right? Yeah, yeah 16. 16. So, and next it'll be driving. <laughs> Giving us attitude. Mom, can I board the car? Oh, sorry, I just so weird. <laughs> um, talking about our podcast like a child. So, welcome back to Scarberia. I am your host, Grace. And I am Beth. And we are your ghostess with a mostess. <laughs> I like that. We're excited because this week we are going to talk about, I don't know, I sound a very um, NPR voice there. You did sound very NPR. Very NPR. If you guys do hear my voice, I sound a little bit nasally because I'm still fighting off this haunted cold. Pretty sure I'm either possessed or I'm dying of the Black Plague. Hey. Yeah. Could be a little calm. A little calm. A little combo. It depends on my day. I can walk around, pretend I'm dying of black death, and just put on this very dramatic accent. I'm dying of the black death. And I could just do this whole bring out the dead skit from Monty Python. Python. Yeah. Bring it up to the dead. But I'm surviving week three, so I'm hopefully this is gonna be done. So I do apologize if I do cough during a recording. If you do hear sniffles, that will be me. So it's not a ghost or. Or is it? Or or is it? So let go. See, bless you. How are you, Beth? I'm good. It's, I'm all right. I'm trekking along. Trekking you seem along. tired like I do. I'm, I'm a little quirky today, we'll say. Yeah. Well, we only have two months left. Yeah. It's crazy to think. And I think our students know there's two months left. Oh, yeah. They're feeling it. They're already telling me what they're going to be doing over the summer break. I'm not kidding you. Over the summer break, I'm going to do this. What are you doing? Resting. Sleeping. I'm planning for next year. Yes, planning for next year. Try not to have a mental breakdown, but... <laughs> So it's been kind of crazy last two weeks. It's been a little bit wild, but we've had some good time. So I'm yeah. sure you guys heard our last podcast featuring Robin up about Haunted Ottawa. Mm-hmm. So we realized when we're talking about the podcast, we never really kind of debriefed on our experience. No, so we're going to take this opportunity right now before we delve into our topics. Um, we're just going to do a little water cooler talk and a little debrief. A little debrief. A little meeting. A little parent share. A little parent share. Exactly. A little parent share, a better experience. Hold on, let me grab my, my coffee and pretend I'm having like... My tea. Dis- exactly. We're going to have a discussion about how did you feel about it? So, Beth, hold on. <clears throat> what was your experience and what did you feel while we were at the Ottawa jail? <laughs> she just totally... You guys can't see this, but if you ever saw that SNL sketch with uh, Anna, Molly Shannon... And- Molly Shannon and uh, Sherry O'Terry. Sherry O'Terry. Yes, yeah, so she's like... And that's um, it's, it's quite wonderful, isn't it? Yes. It's a, it's a pretty amazing place. Mm-hmm. It's pretty special. So uh, it's snowing right now. And it's about three degrees. The world's going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. Climate change, smile <laughs> change. Because it's all fake really, news. We really should video record us so people can see us. Oh my gosh, no. Impressions. Nobody wants to see my face. I look like Rudolph with my nose right now. It's all good. And I sound like, as my... Co-worker said a few weeks ago, I sound like a drag queen because my voice was so deep. I have nothing against drag queens at all, but I did sound like a dude. And so, so funny. my voice is a little, like I said, a little bit raspy, but um, anyhow, yeah. digressing. So let's um, have our low pair share about Ottawa. How did you feel about it? I had a great time. I always love Ottawa. Ottawa is a favorite of mine. The beds were surprisingly comfortable for a jail cell. So this was Beth's first overnight in any place like this. I like to have my own bathroom, so I usually stay in hotels. Yeah. And I'm the same way. I yeah. I don't like to share bathrooms either. Again, because it's like a hostel jail. It's not like a hostel where you guys are thinking like cockroaches and yeah, bed no. bugs. No, this is like a like a like it's the hipster a hipster version of it. Like I said, it was like Martha Stewart 
prison. Prison, kind of like I'm not kidding. It's probably Martha Stewart linens because it's the blue and white. The bed was striped. So comfortable. The beds were comfortable. If you guys go look at our Instagram, that the bedroom was actually very pleasant itself. It was. It was it clean. Was clean. Very clean. Uh, pretty spacious, considering it yeah. was. The beds were comfortable. They're about a twin size, but they were comfortable. Yeah, they were. I didn't feel claustrophobic at all. No, not at all. And they had uh, top bunks and lower bunks had little electrical plugs. So you could put in your USBs to charge. You had a little light. Yeah, it was, it was cool. awesome. You have a USB beside your bed, which is pretty awesome. It was sweet. And you had a fan. It was all painted yeah. white. So it was actually like this. It's like a jail makeover. It was like yeah. HDTV were to come in and redo like... A jail cell. Yeah. A jail cell. That's what it felt like. So, except for the bathrooms. Bathrooms oh. do need some little bit TLC there, so... Yeah. That, mm-hmm. But, like I said, if you guys saw on our Instagram feed, it's cool about this place because they really... Does it? The Ottawa yeah. Historical Society teamed up with the World Hostel Company. And so when they bought out the property, they had to work... And they still have to preserve it. So it's it's deemed as a historical building. Right. And I think they're working towards UNESCO is actually trying to deem it as historical really? part. Yeah. I don't know about that, but it's definitely a cool Canadian history. Well, because it is because of the history of it. Yeah. And because of, not a UNESCO, but it's one of those jail. It's Because it is a historical building. Yeah. It believed because of the abolishment of the execution styles and stuff like that, how it deemed. So they preserve the history of it. Okay. So there are a lot of places are talking about Obviously, the Ottawa Historical Society has kept it. Mm-hmm. And now, I think, in a lot of parts of Canada, is actually seen as a very important part of our Canadian history. They really did a good job preserving the history. Absolutely. Um, even just, like, our room had the name of a prisoner and the crimes they were put in jail for. Mm-hmm. Every room had one of those. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah, so each jail cell had a plaque with the prisoner, an actual prisoner who stayed at the jail, mm-hmm. and the crime they committed, the infractions that they committed. So it was pretty cool. And then they actually had shackles. They actually had the strap. Yeah. Oof. Which they used. Uh, the shackles, the keys. Like, Again, it's stuff they probably found when they were cleaning out or renovating, and they just took the time to preserve them correctly and put them up mm-hmm. on the wall. And they actually talked about the history of the punishments, and then the abolishment of the punishments, and... They actually talked about the human rights commissions yeah. and uh, how it was changed, how they stopped hangings because yeah. that was a form of punishment they did hang. Now, with that being said, how did you sleep? How did you feel when you slept there? I was okay. I didn't really have. Now, I freaked myself out. We did the ghost walk beforehand. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, okay, I'll just lull myself to sleep by listening to paranormal podcasts. Genius idea. Yeah. Once I fell asleep, it was great. But I'll mm-hmm. tell you, that light was on all night. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like to sleep with my back towards the door. I'm one of those people I like to face on whatever I'm going to see because I don't like to be surprised. So I did face the door cell. And again, these are actually cells. Mm-hmm. Loud, clanking cells. Yeah, no soundproofing No soundproofing whatsoever. So you can actually hear, mm-hmm. like I said, a mouse sneeze and a few other things. Yeah, that was, <laughs> I got woken up in the middle of the night, and <coughs> I was me. like, oh, how nice. It must be like some university kids coming back from having a fun night on the town. Good for them. And then a few minutes later, I realized I should be turning up my headphones a little bit louder because I'm too young for this. There are cries of love. Let's just call them that. I don't even want to think about that. I just turned up my radio. Yeah. I thankfully was sleeping. But that being said, I actually did have a, like a deep sleep. Again, I think could have been the stories, the anticipation. I personally felt like it was comfy bed, but I felt like somebody was watching us. That's creepy. 
Like, I actually did feel like somebody's watching us, not from in our cell, mm -hmm. but just outside. Okay. Now, at one part of our, you could actually see through some of the bars. Mm -hmm. So The bottom part. Yeah. So, I and just, the very, very top part, because I could look out. Yeah, from the, the bunk bed, part, but yeah. nobody can, like, unless you go on your knees and you have yeah. a mirror, you yeah, cannot not see look. to the cell. And then, again, if you're super tall, if you're, like, seven feet tall and you can put a mirror over, then you can see that, yeah. the person. But I just felt an unease at somebody's watch. Again, that could have been the stories being hyped up. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But what was cool was that the following morning, Beth and I got to stay a few hours up in death row and hang out there. And that was pretty cool. What was your experience? Okay, so for those of you who haven't been there, they have the gallows, and then they have four cells. You start in the cell closest to the gallow. Then you move as it becomes available to the next farthest one away, and so on and so forth till you're at the very end in a bit more of an isolated cell. Then they walk you all the way back to the gallows, which mm -hmm. I just thought was so cruel. Yeah. That you, you know, like... It was. You do feel for the prisoners, like, knowing that they're, they're pending death as they're watching, it's like... Green Mile, like yeah. dead men walking. And that's yeah. what they would say, dead men walking. Especially yes. when we did the reenactments, they had people. Oh, yeah. They actually said, dead men walking, and this person would walk to the gallows. Yeah, it was pretty. So when you move cells, you know your time was up. Getting closer and closer. And I actually got to stay in the cell for about an hour or so. Yes, as yeah, recording. you were badass <laughs> crazy. I was not doing that. Um, and the sense, I didn't feel so bad in there. That sense I got there was peace. It's like almost coming to terms with okay. their maker, with their, mm -hmm. their crime, and knowing that this is going to be the last thing that they saw was that little window outside, mm -hmm. knowing that was the last thing. It's because they put something over their head. They might have. They would cover their head and walk them over. Ugh. So that was a very surreal experience to actually be there and I uh now it could be because my kids were sick at school could be because my husband but when I went into that area I physically felt nauseous and I felt nauseous for about five minutes after we left and then it went away but it was not fun it was not a good vibe in that area I felt like I said when I was in the cell it's the first cell is where I was got like I just did not like that feeling at yeah. all it could felt something did not want me there like it just felt like you mm -hmm. don't you're not welcome there that is fair and I know like I said people there was a show back in the day called Girly Ghost Hunters. Mm -hmm. A friend of ours, um, he was the producer for the show, and he actually said during the recording and doing the filming of an episode in the cell, one of the girls that she stayed in, I think it was Dana's cell, they actually caught the camera at the bed moving. That's creepy. Again, if you guys saw their pictures, these are solid metal beds. I mean, it takes a lot of weight to move and a lot of like strength to move these beds so in order to see this bed moving on its own is pretty terrifying so they actually caught that on video and those beds are not light they are heavy heavy, heavy. heavy metal so as you heard the Robin said people who stay there have experienced being watched being touched sense of not welcome there I definitely felt like we were being watched not necessarily but I was thinking more of a, the warden or, like, the jail guard. Maybe. Right? Yeah. I'm just thinking, like, it just felt like somebody's watching. So either yeah. it was a jail guard who passed away and he was probably stay there. Yeah. I don't know. It, I just know that I felt like we were being watched the whole time. We were there. We were sleeping. So, again, that just I could just chalk it up to my imagination. 
Or it can actually happen. I don't know. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. Either or. Yeah, it'll be interesting to stay back there again. Yeah, I would totally go again. Just to see if you get a different experience. And I'm pretty sure that's where I got my cold from, so. Probably. 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 So just while you're talking, I was Googling just to see if anyone else had any weird thing. You should uh, really stop Googling yourself in front of people. I know. But basically, this one person said they were at the Ottawa jail, and they actually went into that death row area, and they got out a Ouija board. Oh. And they said it was really active. Apparently, they said it was Patrick Whelan himself, and started out, like, light and funny. And then when they started talking about, you know, what was it like to be in jail, the whole room just kind of got heavy, and everyone was like, yeah, we're going to go now. Mm-mm. Well, as we were doing our own investigating, like, our novice kind of investigating because we Mm -hmm. just we had our cell phones and we had our my avp recorder and as you guys know if you guys have done investigating before if you guys do know when you do it you don't ask a bunch of questions you ask one or two questions and you wait for a response yeah i panicked and did not do that no so i told (laughs) him okay we gotta calm down we just ask one question and you should try to wait for a response you give them a few seconds in between each question now that being said I did ask when I was in that cell because I start the the energy start to change a bit. Yeah. Like you felt it. That like I don't know what it was, but you just felt it felt as the air was kind of like compressing a bit. That's I felt like something did not want me there. So I asked the question, would you like me to leave? If so, make a knock. And I said, please, like if you can, just let me know. And I asked politely. It was actually very polite. And so I got on the side of bath. I'm like, uh, I gotta come out of here. Like I'm just not feeling it. And about five minutes later, in the far distance, we heard a, like, I heard this very faint knock. I heard enough that I heard something. In the moment, I was like, it's a ghost. Get the salt. <laughs> um, now, looking back, I think it could be a few other things. But you you seem to have heard it much clearer yeah, than I did. I heard it clear. But because it coincided with my question. I did ask a question. It was ask and respond. Mm. And I've done a few investigations where that has happened before. So that was pretty cool that I actually got a response with less than five minutes. A response, I said, don't give me a few knocks. I said specifically, give me a knock. I gave an experience, like I gave an example like that. Well, minutes later, boom, we heard a knock. And it was loud enough that you can actually hear it, but not loud enough that it made like a loud vibrating sound no not at all but it was a very faint knock that's why i'm a bit more skeptic about it now that i'm removed from the situation it's but if you go to investigations you have to respond to that all right we'll agree to have this is your first one so if you would have a real me right if you had the real ones i had you would be shitting your pants straight out (laughs) i don't know it did tell me the word bacon and wheat yeah so baby's telling us to make a bacon sandwich and knit shoes (laughs) (laughs) well you did did we say it called me a geek which is not false i'm not gonna argue that which is not false but (laughs) so that being said it was a cool experience i thought it was pretty cool we got to spend like two hours in death row and we got to hang out there there was absolutely nobody there no i think i just felt so sick i just wanted out like i did not feel good yeah the skeptic but meanwhile this happens your emotions and feelings so Anyhow, listen to your gut instincts. So that being said, that was our... I not teach primary anymore. (laughs) Exactly. That was our Ottawa experience. So that being said, we are going now talking about... Kingston! Woo! One of my favorite cities in Canada. 
I had never been before Grace brought me there, and now I want to live there forever. Oh, I, I it's like it one awesome. of my favorite cities. I love that place. It just has the energy feel like you feel like you're stepping back in time. It's oh, it's a feel of a city, but in the town, but it's not a town. It's a city. It's a university town. They just kept all their old beautiful buildings too, which is there's just so much history. Like yeah. Kingston, Ontario is truly saturated with so much history yeah it's a hotbed of it is historical hotness so <laughs> historical hotness i'm so excited by history i love it if history was a hot guy kingston would be like oh my mm-hmm. gosh kingston would be like like it's not quite edgy enough to be jason momoa and not silly enough to be chris Hemsworth. it's got to be somebody jensen eccles possibly <sighs> i was gonna go indris elba but yeah jensen elba's oh <sighs> No, he's classy. <clears throat> yeah, he's too classy. He's too classy. In history. He's like he he he's his own. Right. He's his own universe. Yeah, that's that's what. Yeah. Ezra Elba is his own universe. Let's true. we cannot put. I'm sorry. He's the guy who plays Captain America. Chris Evans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Jack Nichols, Chris Evans. One of those hot Chris's. Yeah. Jensen Nichols too funny man. He's too pretty. Oh, he's beautiful. Anyhow, <laughs> so we're digressing about yeah, what yeah. Kingston. In a different life. We were married to the Winchester brothers. That's a different life. Well, we are pretty sure we are the female equivalent. I like to think we're the yeah. female equivalent. I call her, when we go out investigating, call us Smith and Weston. Yeah, we totally do. Yeah. My nickname is Moose. Moose. <laughs> Which we're having referred to in a long time as Moose. I know. It's, we've been <sighs> off. Gotta get back. All right. So, before we dabble into our yeah, stories, stories, I'm just going to give you a little brief history of Kingston, Ontario. So, for those who don't live in Ontario and who live outside of Ontario, outside of Canada... You kind of know and get a feel what Kingston is about. Mm-hmm. So Kingston was first settled in 1600s on the First Nation lands. It was later referred to as the Kingstown in honor of King George III. Then it was short to Kingston in 1788. <laughs> Sorry, when we practice this, there was the name of the First nope. Nations and Grace is just skipping over it. I'm skipping over <laughs> because just like my French, I do not want to butcher these names. No. So. No, I'm with you. I was just, yeah, it was funny. I would have done the same thing. Exactly. Just like teaching. When we don't know something, we skip over it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next. It was actually Canada's first capital in 1841, and it was relocated in 1844 since Kingston was considered a vulnerable attacks because of proximity to the United States. Yeah, right on that waterway. Just top the pond. It is literally, you could used to take a, a boat and go over. Oh, yeah, easy peasy. Yeah. Um, so now these people do it all the time. Exactly. It's funny. When I was looking into, um, a family member who lives in Rochester, I was looking at taking a boat back and forth and they had the ferry and then the ferry went away. Now lives in the Irish Sea. But we went down to another location across Lake Ontario and there was literally a phone that said, please call to let immigration know you have arrived. Okay. Is that in Canada? That's in the That's States. Such a, oh, the States. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. It's not like that anymore. This is obviously pre- a lot of stuff, but I just thought it was so funny. It was just like... Pre-Trump? Pre- Just, just call and let us know you're here, and let us know when you're heading back. Thanks. That's the honor system. Mm-hmm. Like, that's... Please be honored. All right, honest. So, it's pretty cool. So, now we know the capital of Canada is now Ottawa. But yeah. before that, it was Kingston. Kingston is also the home of our first Prime Minister, Sir John A. Macdonald, who was a respected lawyer and counsel of the city. A little eccentric, too. That seems to be an ongoing theme with our prime ministers. Yeah. But we digress. Yeah. A little history about the military history of Kingston because it's, uh, you know, I just want to note that because, again, where we're situated, that we do have a fort there, Fort Henry. Mm-hmm. 
And because of so many wars are happening, and it was a hot spot during the War of 1812 between the United States and Great Britain, because we know that Canada was not a country just yet. So it was, as we know, other stories we've done, it was the British and the American War of 1812 before we established in Canada before Canada became a country itself. You guys know. We've yeah. talked about that so often. So I'm not going to get too much into that. It's actually pretty cool that Fort Henry is actually deemed as designated as UNESCO World Heritage Site. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. We got invited to go back to do Fort Henry in the summertime. Not wait. I'm so excited for it that. It is such a great place. So, yeah, that is a little history of Kingston. Ooh. So, a.k.a. the Limestone City, I just found out. The Limestone City. It is absolutely beautiful city. Like I said, you feel like you're walking onto the set of Outlander. It's but like cleaner. It's yeah, so nice. Yeah, and also too, uh, it's like I said, it is a university town, Queens yes. University. Yeah, it's a great university down there. So, okay, so I'm going to talk about Skeleton Park. Now, it was actually known as McBurdy Park before it got its infamous name, Skeleton Park. Sounds very ominous, doesn't it? Uh, if you guys saw it on our recording, we did a I did a live Instagram feed about Skeleton Park. Beth and I were there in the morning. It was actually pretty cool. It was really nice. It was cool. It's funny because you have little, the British kids <laughs> thinking of the them. British kids like, "Mommy, can I go play over here?" But this one little girl was a little bit bossy. Oh, she was. And I just I couldn't get over how more pretentious it sounded with the British. I know. No offense to my British people. I wish I could sound like <laughs> you. It sounds so beautiful, but it just sounded. So it just sounded funny. out of place. We're in yeah. Kingston, and like you hear, there's like little British kids Tom, playing. You nope, stop it! I said stop it. Oh my gosh! Now we sound like in a. My fair lady. Oh, I say governor. (laughs) So I'm going to talk about the pretentious British park known as McBurney (laughs) Park or Skeleton Park. As Beth is having a... I'm sorry, guys. It's one of those days today. It's all cool. Uh, So McBurney Park is a unique among the Kingston parks. It began its life in 1816. So the park itself began in 1816. As a garrison burying ground then in 1819 a common burying ground so the park wasn't actually a park it was actually first known as a garrison burying ground and then became part of the common burying ground just about two years later when it first established the gravesite was actually first used for soldiers who fought and died in the british french and first nations war in 1819 it was later then used to bury the townspeople who died of a cholera epidemic that occurred in the town of Kingston. It was also used by the three churches as a common burial ground for the Catholics, Anglicans, and Presbyterians, which I thought was pretty cool back in the yeah, day. That's pretty progressive. Pretty awesome. Yeah. It's estimated that the graveyard itself has held and has actually held over 10,000 bodies since its inception in 1654. So it actually goes predates back before the even the park even began. So it started as a small park, I guess, for the first settlers that started that landed in Kingston. And then the first people few died. So it first became as like a small little barrel ground, and then it became bigger and bigger. So it started off as a garrison and then the common burial ground. That seems like a lot of bodies for 365 years. Yeah. Like 10,000. Well, the cholera epidemic in the war. Yeah, that would. So that was pretty big. That would do it. Yeah. That's so, wild. Yeah, okay. it is pretty wild. It's a lot. If you guys actually do Google this, you can actually see the park itself. 
So when the graveyard was abandoned in 1896, it became derelict and the gravestones start to fall over and the land itself was used as a dumping ground. That's horrible. You don't dump garbage on people's graves. I'm but, sorry. But don't you think people like back then were more superstitious than we were? That's the other thing. I think today we'd be more likely to do it. Yeah. In a very respectful, it's been so many years, we'll put up a plaque, we'll do whatever, but. Back in the day though, how superstitious people were, like this is like during the like industrial revolution era. So this is when people are doing seances. So like people are superstitious, people are doing seances in the same era and yet they are disrespected by dumping garbage. That's, I don't understand that. So if you guys do see, it's about a 20 minute walk from downtown Kingston, downtown itself. Mm -hmm. So I can see that people are using it as a dumping ground. Yeah. But I thought for sure they would have like moved it further over before the houses were built. Like, I don't know. Okay. Cause I'm a giant nerd right now. So it's estimated that you said 10,000 bodies? 10,000 back in the day. So Kingston's population in 2017 was 136,685. So that's 7% yeah. of the population is buried in that. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Sorry. That's no, it is. It's outstanding considering how many people died and how many bodies yeah. back then. Especially, again, Kingston. And it wasn't established like Toronto. Yes, it was Canada's first yeah. capital. But still, that's a lot of bodies back that's in the day. craziness. So people who have houses around there started to complain to the city about getting it cleaned up because it was used as a dumping ground. So the city started to dig up the, you know, the garbage mm-hmm. and clean up. Oh, was it a dump, like an official dump? Or was it just like abandoned? So people are like, I'll just dump my shopping cart. Here. Yeah, it was kind of because it stopped being used as a, a cemetery Okay. Back, it was abandoned in 1896. Okay, so people were just... So stop, people stopped burying people there, and just thought, like, oh, Started we're not burying... stolen goods. And let's just start leaving garbage. Gotcha, gotcha. But there's still a cemetery. This is the thing I still have... I can't remember head If we around. can still see headstones now, you can still see them back then. So, that being said, people were complaining, who live around this neighborhood, about the smell of the garbage and all that after so many years. So the city thought, like, oh, okay, we'll clean it up. As they're cleaning up, they're coming through bulldozers and like taking out stuff. Well, they started to dig up bodies and move them elsewhere to make room for this garbage or whatever they want to do. And people started complaining that that the rotting corpse smell was so awful that just permeated through the whole neighborhood. That's wrong on so So many levels. But then the people felt bad that the bodies were being desiccated this way. So it's like, okay, what do you guys want? The park or whatever. So I thought, yeah. personally, this is a very short-sighted way of doing stuff. Yeah. Like, just clean up the garbage, leave it as a cemetery. That is it. Yeah. Historical cemetery spot. The cholera epidemic. There's so much stuff that happened yeah. in this location, on this site. Let's deem it as historical. Oh, no. So they decided, you know, they wanted to disturb the body. So the city council had the land plowed over Burying all the headstones and adding a layer of dirt over it. Way to go. This obviously predates poltergeist. I don't understand that. That's craziness. Yeah. That being said, today, construction on the upgrade of the park is often being halted because of workers keep on unearthing human remains. Oh, dear goodness. So, still to this day. So, if you actually go to this park, you still see headstones sticking out. 
you just know the people on the construction crew are like, don't tell the new guy from Toronto. Let's just see what happens. <laughs> Let's get the new guy doing this. Right. People who live around the neighborhood who live by the park, the outskirts of the park, have complaints in that when they start to dig up their gardens, building any kind of like new construction, like a deck, whatever, have actually dug up human remains, like bones. Like there's a story of a dog that dug up and found a human hand and brought it to its owners. <laughs> Kids finding jaw bones, oh like just body parts. So I thought, okay, so this actually goes bigger. So apparently a lot of these houses were built on top of the cemetery. Perfect. Yes, I know. So poltergeist, again, I keep up going to poltergeist the movie. It's the trifecta of hauntings. So I just thought that was just absolutely crazy. Um, families, I said one family, like I said, skulls being popped out of the ground. Uh, what else? Neighborhood kids often dug up, finding human remains. People later discover, like I said, the houses were actually built on the cemetery. So not only because they're complaining that they're like, oh, my house backs onto this park that once was a cemetery. Oh, no, hold on. My house is actually built on top of this cemetery. Oh, my word. So, like I said, Beth and I were walking around. We found, like, headstones. Yeah. Oh, totally, right there. Headstones are popping out of the ground. Like, what you resist persists, and after so many, like, land starts to settle, years of, like, yeah, rain and all the different types, like, the erosion, like, things are going to start popping out. Oh. So, I'm going to now talk about the hauntings. Because, yeah, Sorry, no. I have the like, image of this little kid running and just, like, face planting over a tombstone. Seriously, I have the image of, like, poltergeist and it and all these, like, steaming kink, all this yeah. kind of movies of a trifecta, like I said, of a haunting. Like, how can this not be a haunting? Yeah, it has to be at this point. This is, like, what it is made of. I know. So I first came across a story through, there's a great TV show we used to have in, up here in Canada called Creepy Canada. Oh, it was magic. It is can con magic. <laughs> it's a low budget show, mm-hmm. worse acting, over dramatized acting. Oh, with the over ramped up background music. Oh, it, it's so bad. But it was awesome. Like this is like before like Ghost Adventures. Oh, yeah. and, Way before. Because on the show they would have these like this host in this very kind of ominous kind of background, and you see him follow the camera, following him, and then you have people reenacting, and then you have people who actually talk about their experiences. Then you have the ghost investigators who are at these locations yeah. trying to find evidence. It is Canada CanCon at its best. It's, it's CanCon at its best. It's so it good. truly is. Do yourself a favor and Google it. Yeah, it is. YouTube it. You will not YouTube, be YouTube has tons of videos on it. And oddly enough, the story I'll be talking about today was also featured in Creepy Canada in the same episode as your Falcon Lake aliens. What? See, yeah. people? It's all coming together. And the stories go, like, so these are some of the stories that people have experienced. So you have soldiers that have been often seen roaming around in a park. Um, people have talked about, like I said, they only see the top part of the soldiers, not the bottom part, like full body soldiers. Sometimes they'll be seen very kind of wispy, not full formed. Right. This one is weird, and I don't think it's true. They talked about a clown figure. Oh, No. I don't think that's true. That was back when it came back out again. I'm, Everyone saw clowns everywhere. Well, it doesn't say exactly the date. So this could have been like in the 90s, a clown after it, or now with the new, new version way. of it. And I was just like, what kind of clown is it? Is it Bozo the yeah. Clown? I just like to know. Bozo the Clown, yeah. I remember that when I was a kid. Yeah. So I like to know what kind of clown it is. 
It's just some guy coming from a kid's birthday party. That's exactly what I'm thinking, right? <laughs> People, somebody's, again, university town. I'm pretty sure they're probably high. You never know. Maybe they look drunk. They're probably tripping. Who knows? People have also talked about being watched as they're by themselves in the park. There being like a sense as being watched, like mm-hmm. eyes are watching on you. Uh, that will freak me out. Just like, again, yeah. that's the feeling I got at the jail. Oh. So let alone Thank the you feeling. for not telling me until after. No problem. Thank you. I look after you. <laughs> I look after you, girl. Oh, that's such a creepy feeling, though. Uh-huh. People not welcomed. Yeah. Like, as you're walking through, not only being watched, you're not welcome. Some people felt like they're being rushed out, like they have to, like, cut through the park. Wow. To cut, And like, you can actually cut through the park to get to certain areas of this, mm-hmm. like, neighborhood. So... The fastest way is to cut through the park, and I think people sometimes take the longer route to avoid going through the park. Wow. Disembodied voices, screaming and crying has oh, been heard. Dear. Like I said, Creepy Canada did a feature on this. So the interesting thing is, some of the stories, so that's the park itself. Now, there's stories about people who live by the park, mm-hmm. residents. So there's a story about this mother who was home one day with her child, Husband was out for the night, I think, working, and she said she was downstairs. She heard the baby monitor of her child. She heard it crying, so she ran upstairs. The baby was crying, but in the monitor, she heard a voice of a lady with a thick accent, and she was screaming, oh my gosh. and she was picking it up. And so sometimes people think, okay, it's a cell phone service. Like, no, yeah. but it was like screaming at the child, I believe. That story was like, yeah, she, so she picked up this voice monitor. And she picked up the voices from the baby. That's terrifying. Yeah. That's one story. Another story, if you guys do watch Creepy Canada, about these girls who were roommates who lived off of this and by the park there, how they both had the same dream where they were both being choked by the same guy with a thick accent who was very angry, yelling at them, and they both woke up gasping for air and clutching onto their throats as they were being, like, felt like they were being choked. Oh, my god! So they both woke up violently from a, in a violent dream. Mm-hmm. And one friend heard the other one. So the other roommate ran over to her roommate's room. The girl was gasping for air. They both had the same dream at the same time. That's freaky. The same gentleman. Same house. Girls, like, the lights were going on and off. Things have been moved. Mm-hmm. Very violent brushes. Like, it feels like something's like rushing against them. Uh, being pushed, shoved. I think they were scratched and hit. Oh, my god! Yeah. There was a very violent entity or present in this one house. So that's just one house. I'd like to know if any other houses yeah. have had different experiences. If you are from the Kingston area. Oh, maybe they have, like I said, I just fell back to the collar and all I hear is like coughing all the time. I don't know. So oh, dear. <laughs> that being said, as I'm coughing, so that just. Um, ghost of Grace coming to Kingston. Uh, I know, the Ghost of Grace. So, yeah, that's Skeleton Park. Like, it's wild to think that this actually happened yeah and if you actually go there there is a plaque and it does talk about the cholera and it does talk about the soldiers who are buried there and the different mm-hmm. denominations that buried their loved ones there but just but note still, it was a, a cemetery slash graveyard and then they turned it into a park it's a horror movie writing itself like, i know that is... i'm surprised there has not been a movie made out of this yet yeah the name itself, Skeleton Park. Right. We should get on this, Grace. I know. We should get us. We should stop talking about this. And get Copyright. Copyright. Call Done. Dibs. Yeah. <laughs> and that is my story of Skeleton Park. That's crazy. I know. It's so when you and I were there, oh. it was like during the day, little Georgie and like oh, Pollyanna so funny. <laughs> <laughs> playing in the park. 
but I would love to go there. So if we go back, I would like to do a night yeah, investigating. Completely. We can totally do it. Because it's a residential neighborhood, I wonder if it's going to be quiet. That's what I'm thinking. Because I, I know they had like restrictions on cars and. Uh-huh. So I wonder if we were to, if we're to pick up something. Maybe. It'd be interesting actually to have different recorders at different parts of the park. That would be cool. And the camcorder to see if you pick up or see any like orbs or the shadow figures or the shadows like or yeah. the apparitions of soldiers. That's true too. I would probably like die on the spot if I heard like a disembodied voice screaming behind me. I just probably like, nope. It's just it's just scream. If they're just talking, it'd be okay. But it's the screaming that. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a freaky story. Yeah. I think it's pretty wild. It's funny you mentioned about the choking, though, because my story actually has to do with a girl who was strangled. Mm. So what's with the strangling and the choking? I guess it's there. Well, they say that people crime get... Crime passion. Yeah, crime of passion. Yeah. So let's see. Funny Without further ado, that's probably exactly what happened in my story. Grace took me to this beautiful alleyway, and it's all cobblestone. It curves, it dips. There's kind of like a two-level split at some point. It is stunning i could have stayed there all day i fell in love with this area you felt like you were traveling to a different time zone mm-hmm. it was amazing but it's said to be haunted people have alleged that they've heard a woman's voice that they've seen a full woman walking towards them who had actually come up and talked to them people have been felt touched watched i think the talking one is the freakiest one yeah so who is this woman in white that we hear about in every ghost story okay Seriously, sorry, like, I know yep. every story has a woman in white. Yep. So, and there was, it's, like, weeping women and the crying women. It's like, welcome to the other side. Here's your Victorian-era nightgown. And here's your checklist. You have to haunt right? this place. Right? <laughs> what if that's it? Like, it doesn't matter you died in a rocker t-shirt and a pair of jeans. Here's your Victorian gown. An ACDC t-shirt, <laughs> exactly. Your acid wash jeans. Yeah. yeah. Nope. Nope, I have to wear the Victorian white nightgown. Yep, yep. Um, so basically, this woman's name was Teresa Beam, and she was murdered by her lover, John Napier, back in 1868. So they had met for kind of like a secret rendezvous. They were not married. Uh, they were just boyfriend or lover, depending on the story you read. And the point for this meeting was that she wanted to tell him that she was with child. He freaked out, became angry and panicked because, you know, it's all her fault. Just say, only takes one to have a baby. Yeah. Freaks out. Patriarchal system. And chokes her and kills her. Now, depending on which version of this legend you're hearing, some people believe that he panicked and he buried her underneath one of the, in the area of the alleyway. And the more gruesome story says that she was disembodied and her body parts were scattered. Now, this only Mm. becomes more interesting because in the 70s, a gentleman opened up a little photography studio attached to the alley. And he had heard about this this murder because there was no body ever found. Mm -hmm. So he busted out the Ouija board, basically. Do people not learn? Don't play with things like Ouija board. I don't know. It's not for me. But basically, this guy busted it out and started talking with the supposed ghost of Teresa. She told him who murdered her and that she was buried underneath the studio. So they checked it out. The dimensions didn't really match up. They kind of let it lie. Shortly after that, he moved out and a new tenant moved in. And they were like, oh, let's try to figure this out. And when they were doing renovations, they actually dug up the basement floor but didn't find anything. Hmm. But years later, they found a little kind of alley doorway connecting part between what was the photographer's studio and the building next door. 
Uh-huh. So they thought maybe in there. But to this day, nobody has ever found any human remains in that area. See, that to me is just wild. Yeah. Because there is historical evidence that the lady did exist. So it's yeah. not like an urban legend. Nope. This actual lady did go missing. Yeah. And to this day, they've never been found. And if you go on the Haunted Walk of Kingston, they'll tell you the story in much more detail and beautifully. You can also check it out on Creepy Canada. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, apparently she's still roaming because she hasn't been given a proper burial. And she was Catholic, wasn't she? She might have been Catholic. She might have been Catholic. But how wild is that? And I think they said someone's gone in and done, like, a blessing, but still people in the alleyway. So she just went missing. Yeah. See, that, I, to me, just wild. And this is the thing that gets me. Once you visited the alley, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, there's lots of little nooks and crannies you can hide. But sound carries. Even if that place was filled with pups, you would hear her. Yeah. If she could scream. And, like, to bury a body, that's not, like, a like a quick process. That takes time. So it's just, I thought it was a very bizarre story. Very bizarre. Yeah. So, I just, can you imagine some woman walking up to you just being like, pray for me? Or, like, I don't know. Why do we always make ghosts go, ooh, ooh they always sound like this. As you said, share. Back to back. <laughs> but they're, they're also like shared Ooh. yeah oh but yeah so how freaky is that people reported actually seeing full-blown apparitions of this woman in old-timey garb i wonder if he killed her and disposed her body somewhere else like elsewhere maybe because we know the whole area built yeah. of limestone we know again i've talked about this many times yeah. limestone is a conductor of energy and it's like a recorder Mm-hmm. It's like one big MP3 player and recorder, and it just holds a residual energy. I wonder if maybe he killed her there and disposed of her body somewhere else. Maybe. There would have been lots of opportunity. Yeah. That's pretty wild. But, yeah, so that's the story of the most beautiful alley and the creepiest story. Yeah, I know. It's it's such a cool place. I call it Pirate Alley. I don't know why. It's because... <laughs> It does. It looks like something out of, like, Pirates, Pirates of the Caribbean. Caribbean. Exactly. Yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean, anything from that time period. It actually looks like that. Honestly. Like, you expect to see rum yeah. runners go through the barrels through these alleys. You do. You would honestly, if you <laughs> turned around and saw somebody barreling through, dressed up like Jack Sparrow, you'd just be like, oh, yeah. That's that makes sense. Legit. It's yeah. totally normal. We could turn back down. <laughs> and it's a ghost of share. Yeah. Oh, like, I just think that's right. some rum. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> to buy some rum. <laughs> so I can make some drinks with rum in it. Sorry. So we'll see. But no one in the studio, I don't think, has recorded any more weirdness. I know. I just, nasty. I really hope that for her sake, he didn't dismember her. Because I just think it's just okay. so. Yeah. I'm not going to go there. No. But just, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, that's, it's such a sad story that she was never. Yeah, no remains have been found yet. Do you think maybe, I don't know. Probably in Skeleton Park with all the other bazillion. Who knows? Yeah. Honestly, because if it was the right time and era, like, yeah. people were probably using that. Yeah. It's and they could have said, yeah, she died of cholera. Port town. People go Port missing town. all the time. People go, exactly. People go missing all the time. Yeah. And he was, like, a entrepreneur. That was another reason they gave that. He was an entrepreneur, well-known in the town, so he couldn't have this scandal. Man, both places, like, screaming disembodied voices. Yeah. Uh, I don't think this one's known for screaming so much as just very calmly talking to people, which I found even weirder. I don't know. A gargling sound, being choked. No, like, literally everything I read has just been, like, she's just come up, like, normal. Like, talking like a normal person. She has her script. So, I got my dress checked. Yeah. So, let me talk to you guys. <laughs> 
can you help me find my bones? Can you help me find my bones? And um, <laughs> she's really just like some valley girl from the 90s. Yeah, I know. The other but, ones moved on. They just cycle them in every day. I know. For tourism. <laughs> they, they, I know exactly. It's just their cycle. So you're going to play the part of Teresa. <laughs> but I was Grace. No, it doesn't make a difference. Your story is pretty boring. Hers is more dramatic. And go. Right? Wow. Uh, okay, yeah. I'm not making fun. I'm not making light of it. I just think no. it's a very sad story. It is a really sad story. But yeah, that's the thing. You thought there'd be screaming or this and that. No, just very, can you help me find my bones? Do you know what time it is? Like very weird, calm questions which to me is scarier because it's like "Mm." is this like did you see if there's any stories about seeing a pregnant lady uh not particularly and it didn't say how far along she was was it well that's sad yeah i hope they find her yeah i I kind of yeah i keep forgetting she's pregnant yeah which is the catalyst of the entire yeah i feel like i've just done this story no justice no it's absolutely no you did it just it's sad it's a very sad story. There's a lot of really crappy people in Canada, historically and currently. Yeah. There's a lot of really good people, too, but... There is. Well, we feel, I feel like we're bringing this down tonight, Grace. What happened to I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're bringing it down, girl. I'm bringing it down. I'll bring the party back up. Turn it back around. we got to come <laughs> back to home. Now it's a ghost of Do you Sunny believe Bono. in life after death? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've something it's time to say. It's but the best show right now. This happens when you become so tired, you become delirious. Yeah, yeah I am delirious this weekend. I oh. was in the vans. Kids oh. <laughs> with Sheriff all the time. Well, they do. Ooh. And have Sheriff different outfits and different, <laughs> like in, in RuPaul's Drag Race. You have all That's this why it's sh- stuck in my head. I just saw that episode. <laughs> I just saw that episode. We have the ghost oh. of Sharon different eras. Sheriff's. Shara's. Oh, Shara's. Oh, Beth. I, I stole that off of the Carson guy from RuPaul Drake Race. I didn't forget. Carson did that one? Yeah. He talked about the Shara's. The Shara's. What's your favorite Shara? I love it. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. I could be Sunny Bono. Done. I'll be Shara. Just give me some skis Although, and a tree. You're. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You can send your letters to Grace <laughs> at Scarabia. Scarbia <laughs> at gmail.com. Grace, not Moose. Grace. <laughs> okay, I'm choking to death anyhow. I was going to say, although you have the hair and you're much taller than I am. We could do that for Halloween one year. Oh my gosh. Sunny and Cher. Oh my gosh. That would be hilarious. That would be amazing. Oh. Okay, we'll put that on our, our burner for uh, Halloween mm-hmm. costumes. I think that would be hilarious. Oh, God. Sorry, guys. I'm just laughing so hard here. Well... <laughs> That is our story about this Kingston. Was a very bizarre episode. <laughs> it was a very bizarre <laughs> episode. We had stories about ghosts and skeletons and share. Oh my! <laughs> oh. So thank you for joining us <laughs> for episode sixteen on oh. Kingston. I think one of Canada's most haunted places. Yeah, but again, I think there's so many parts of Canada. That are haunted. Yeah, especially that, along the waterways. That's uh, just, no. And people think that Canada is pretty boring. Uh, yeah, no. No, did, we are fascinating. Then, then, yeah. We are fascinating. Yeah. There's hauntings and murder Give us booze and, and fire and we start some <laughs> shit. <laughs> booze and fire, we're going to start something. Yeah, yeah, well. You know, can I, oh, do I have time just to say this quick about, okay. Absolutely. So I didn't know this. We, oh, it's our podcast. Who's going to tell us? Who's going to tell us? No. So we were on her haunted walk, and the tour guide, I forget his name. I'll have to try to remember. He Steve. Was, Steve. 
Is it Steve? I don't know. Let's oh. just come see. Okay. He was amazing. But, um, he yeah. was sorry, saying, side note, he looked like Rick Moranis. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> a tall version. <laughs> Funny guy. But he was saying, I don't know if you've noticed, but all the buildings are stone. I was like, yeah, they're gorgeous. He said, well, back in the day, there was a ship that caught on fire and it started sailing into the harbor. It hit the harbor. They managed to contain it, or they would have, except somebody was importing gunpowder and neglected to pay the $1 extra to have it put in a fireproof warehouse. So when the ship hit, the sparks hit the warehouse with the gunpowder and all these people people died. All these buildings were down. So after that, they put out a decree that any houses being built in Kingston has to be made of limestone or brick Mm -hmm. instead of wood. So I just thought that was kind of a... It is very cool. Good city planning. It is. Because Canadians, we love to burn shit. (laughs) We do. We have to we are the rope of uh, oh my gosh uh, okay but so, it's true we, we like to burn stuff so if you got anything with a story yeah I swear that should have been my thesis I don't know why I didn't write that that would have been an amazing thesis in university getting drunk and burning things the Canadian <gasps> story that's a great name for a book I should write that book done awesome you will write that book and that will be just actually all of our ghost stories just <laughs> all the ghost stories we steal from other people in color <laughs> Yeah, or, or like we like to reenact it, just like in Creepy Canada. Oh my gosh, don't even get me started. I would love to do that. When we go to Fort Henry, I'm going to show up in like full-on period piece. Just get ready for it. I'm not. It'd be way too hot for that. <laughs> It'd be funny if we actually did a reenactment of like Ghost Adventures with them. We should. Yeah. But a very Canadian. A very Canadian version of it. Instead of Zach, you'd be like... Zephany or... Oh, that'd be the Zara. Valley Girl. The Valley Girl version. Mm-hmm. It has to be like Bob and Doug McKenzie. Okay, but... It's like if Cher and Dion from Clueless were to do Baba Doug McKenzie doing Ghost Adventures. Brilliant. Right. Weird mix. Be brilliant. Oh my gosh. I, I, I can really picture my head. So that's what you have to look forward to in upcoming <laughs> episodes of Scareberia. So if you guys do like us, um, and who wouldn't, duh. <laughs> Especially my coughing uh, lung here, which I'm pretty sure is... A haunted cold from the jail. From a... The, yeah, or from the... Who knows? That weekend was Kingston and Ottawa. I probably picked up something along there. Maybe. Probably haunted. Yeah, if you do like us, do like and review us on Instagram. On Instagram, yeah. but also on iTunes and Google Play. Yeah. The more likes you get, it's like a, almost like traction. So if people see us, if you like us, uh, people type into... The podcast, like, oh, I want to look for something exciting and new, like haunted. If you type in, for example, like Darkness Radio. Shout out. <laughs> or any of those other fun podcasts that you guys like to listen to. If you do type in something historical and haunted, our name does pop up. So please leave us reviews. And uh, let me know if there's any other sound effects or song requests you feel like. What was your explosion one? <sighs> oh, man. I don't know, people. I'm stepping it up. Celebrity impersonations, bomb explosions. I'll oh, just yeah. cough up a lung on the side <laughs> and just be the laugh track. Yeah. Yeah. No, many more laugh tracks. No, I laugh a lot. <laughs> I already listened to the alien interview with you the other day and I was dying. Oh, my God. Florida. Ah, the Beatles ah. and the haircuts. So. You took the wrong left of Neptune. <laughs> ah, I do. I think we're funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we make each other laugh. We do. Yes. And that's all it counts. Yes. And who's going to tell us otherwise? Really, maybe no one listens to this podcast and it's just us. Just talking in the air. Talking in the air. Yeah. 
Uh, so yeah thank you for joining us on this zany zany day it is and like i said do check out kingston such a cool place check out the haunted walk they're awesome haunted walk they said they got in toronto kingston and ottawa they've been absolutely cool with us Mm -hmm. oh actually before we leave beth and i are going to see our friend james's cup come friday yes i am so excited for this oh my gosh he's the coolest person ever back at black creek pioneer village we did our uh interview with James White, who is a mentalist, mm-hmm. and he did this great seance, which we actually got to be a part of, which was absolutely so terrifying yeah. and cool at the same time. Um, he has a show coming up this weekend only. Yep. Totally sold out. Yep. Uh, at Black Rake. Will this be out in time? Uh, no. So this comes out after. Oh, so if you don't have your tickets, Matt. Sorry. Check his website, though, to see if he has any other upcoming dates, because it's going to be amazing. Yeah. So I think this is the first run he's going to do the mind reading here, so hopefully... If it is successful, which I think it is, because I think oh, it's exactly. also dead already, yeah. he will come back again. So so do check him out, jameswhite.com. Um, you can check him out on Facebook as well. He's yeah. pretty yeah. awesome. So we're excited about seeing our friend James this upcoming Friday. So that's May the 3rd. 3rd and 4th. Two shows. Which is be May, May the 4th. May the 4th be with you, Dave. Woo! Which Star is ironic. Mind reading. Jedi mind tricks. <gasps> Just saying. So somebody planned that. Yeah. So have an awesome two weeks or so. And yeah, until we We'll see you for episode 17. Yes. Which is I can't believe we're coming up there. Crazy. We're gonna be well, we're in double digits. We're gonna be in the 20s soon. What? Excited. So yeah, have a good time and (laughs) great stay and enjoy the podcast and stay spooky. Bye.